Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hoping everybody here in the U.S. had a great long uh, July 4th weekend, Independence Day. And uh, back to reality today. Uh, an odd day in the markets today, got to say. Uh, NASDAQ, all-time highs. Dow Jones, down 300. Uh, just, uh, you know what, can I read my screen? What is that final print? That is... I'm getting a little bit of a weird reading here. Sorry. NASDAQ, new all-time high, up 24 at 14,063. Dow Jones came back, finishing down just 208. Had been down over 400 points uh, intraday, uh, finishing at 34,577. Remember, Dow Jones just hit all-time highs on Friday, so uh, we're not that far away. S&P 500 made a big comeback as well, closing down just eight points at 4343. And uh, finally, Russ 2000 was the hardest hit today, down 1.3%. And what really has people a, a bit freaked out today, and the reason the markets really started turning south, was this action that's happening in the 10-year, uh, 10-year Treasury note. If you've been joining us here, you know, we've been telling, saying for some time, matter of fact, over about three years, that interest rates were going to go a whole lot lower. We said three years ago that they were headed, when they were three and a quarter percent, headed a lot lower headed to, uh, to ultimately, ultimately below 1%, which is what happened. Of course, the uh, rates got down on 10-year down to uh, below one-half of 1% during the depths of coronavirus insanity before we had a kind of a furious first quarter with higher rates. But what people are missing is what we've talked about often here with the 10-year today hitting 1.37%. That's the lowest yield on the 10-year going back to uh, the third week in February of this year. And what people are missing here with the 10-year continuing to move lower, we believe it's going to go a whole lot lower. Matter of fact, we think it's very likely that uh, interest rates in the United States go negative, just as they are in Japan and broadly throughout Europe and, and, and certainly in Germany uh, right now. We think they could go negative here in the U.S. as well for a number of reasons. Gravity is a big one. It's just impo- it, it is a almost an impossibility that with rates negative in Europe and Japan, that our rates can be over 1%. It just, it's supply and demand. It, it, again, it's gravity. You've got so many, uh, again, we're talking about deep-pocketed institutional money, central banks with their own money. What are they doing? Are they buying their own debt that's negative yielding? Or can they just, uh, I don't know, set up, set up a wire transfer and, uh, and, and, and just go ahead and, and take down as much of the tenure they want at a 1.37% yield. That is what's happening here. And it's going to continue to happen, certainly when the ECB and the Fed both have bond buying programs in place right now of $120 billion a month in active bond buying. So when you hear those talk about, well, the Fed's about to taper or the Fed's going to start raising rates maybe as soon as next year, Folks, you just don't buy it. It's just not. It's it, there's. It's not grounded in reality. Rates will continue to fall in the U.S. and abroad, and will continue to have not only ongoing quantitative easing, very little tapering before the program's set to expire, uh, but we're going to see likely more stimulus, more QE. This is an economy. This is a. We now have a financial system that is addicted to quantitative easing. It's, a, it's almost like, uh, you know, you look at so many of our programs we have here in the United States now. Uh, you know, when, when, when people get, get hooked on a program, right, 
entitlements. They just don't go away. They, they never have. And, and it's very likely we're going to see the same kind of thing play out with quantitative easing here in the U.S. and certainly throughout Europe and the rest of the world with lower rates, negative rates. And at the end of the day, you know, when you have governments that are buried in debt, well, that's a real plus. You start talking about negative rates, they then get paid on their debt. That, that is an even more interesting concept to think about, even, even those that have a, a mortgage. If you have a mortgage, you may start getting paid on your mortgage. Those, you're talking about uh, structural changes, financial engineering that a lot of people simply haven't thought through yet. But if you look at it, we have folks, we have 40 years, a 40-year repeating pattern of lower interest rates. 40 years rates have fallen. You know, um, we tend to pay attention to repeating patterns here. This is what the VRA investing system is based off, off of to a large degree. And um, it, it makes more sense than those that are out there saying rates are going to spike. It makes much more sense to say that rates will continue to fall in yields. We think that's a very big positive for the markets, of course, really big positive, maybe not so much for the banks and financials um, and some of the deep value names, but a huge positive for tech, for growth, for momentum, for semiconductors. These are the, this is the, and by the way, this is also the bull market that you want to see led. You want to see it led by tech. These are the, the strongest and most exciting bull markets we have. And lower rates scream by technology. That is the rotation that's been taking place that we've seen from the capitulation lows of May the 12th, and it continues to today. Again, NASDAQ, all-time highs today. As Tyler reminded me, just for the podcast, the accused, uh, QQQ, NASDAQ 100, also all-time high today. Uh, XLK, the tech ETF, all-time high today. Like three or four other tech ETFs, the uh, leading tech ETFs, all-time highs today. We're seeing the evidence right in front of us. Amazon today, up 4.5%. Apple today, uh, what, was, what did Apple finish up today? Uh, uh, 1.5%, just below an all-time high. So the evidence is in front of us. This is, this is the rotation that, that should continue. Also pretty remarkable, again, Tyler uh, follows this stuff very closely. Two things. The Fear and Greed Index today hit 40. Again, on Friday, we had all-time highs in Dow Jones, S&P 500, and NASDAQ. But the Fear and Greed Index is now at 40. That's fear. Help us understand that, folks, because this is just what I can tell you. Not that I can explain it all that well. What I can tell you, though, is that this is not how bull markets end. This is not how major moves higher come to an end when people are fearful about the market at all-time highs. This is instead one of the biggest buy signals that you'll ever see because investor sentiment is just that powerful. Big bull markets don't end when people are afraid of tomorrow. Big bull markets end when investors believe stocks cannot go lower. Really important. Very few people talking about this. This is why we must continue to use dips as a buying opportunity. This is a bull market of size and scope. Structural bull market that will last years. We're just in year two of this bull market. Um, got many years to go, folks. Also, put call ratio today hit 0.91. That's good. You want to see more and more people buying puts over calls. That's good to see as well. In our sector watch, excuse me, first of all, in our, uh, looking at our internals today, under the hood, these are not good readings. Today makes five out of seven days. We've had less than great internals. And frankly, they were a little stinky today. We, we want to see this change. This it was amazing, though. 
is that even though we're having some less than great internals readings, we're still getting all-time highs in the markets. That's either a hell of a buy signal or it's a warning sign as we go into uh, Q2 earnings at the beginning of this month. You know what? Uh, with the markets going higher, even though the Dow finished lower today by like a half a percent, you have to say when we are in the, just the third day of the best two weeks of the year, uh, historically speaking. So we're going to give the benefit uh, of, uh, of the doubt to the bulls here, even with these negative internals, because they can flip on a dime as early as tomorrow. That's probably what's going to happen. Uh, again, uh, equity inflows are just raging into equities here. And that's, again, you, you, you've got FOMO, uh, fear of missing out, taking place. And you've got TINA. There is no alternative at the same time. Don't fight the tape. Don't fight the Fed. There are so many reasons uh, to be bullish of this market. Uh, but again, internals today, not good. Uh, two to one negative internals, advanced decline on NYSE. Uh, NASDAQ, right about that as well, two to one. Volume was pretty ugly on NYSE. Volume was 79% negative on NYSE today. Not what you want to see. NASDAQ, a lot better though, barely negative on volume. But again, it was positive. You still want to see better readings than what we're seeing here from the internals. Also, we had today 300, again, this is a great, it's been, it's been a great bullish indicator and it's been right as rain. Today we had 311 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 101 hitting new 52-week lows. Uh, in our sector watch today, we had, uh, what was this, not, again, not, not great, seven sectors finished higher, four finished, excuse me, seven finished lower, four finished higher, led to the downside by energy down 3.2%. Financials down 1.5%. Again, uh, lower rates, uh, really spooking a lot of investors about economic growth in this country. We think it's a wrong read. We think that, again, that rates will continue to move lower, but it doesn't. It's not a negative for the markets, not really necessarily a negative for the economy. There's so much money sloshing around and liquidity. It's just that rates will continue lower. We think the market's getting this wrong with concerns of growth, although at the same time, we should expect more of what we've seen uh, with the Obama administration over eight years with Biden. You, you're going to see, you're gonna, you are going to see slower growth, many more jobs created that are part-time jobs over high-paying jobs. Those will be, of course, being exported now again offshore like they were with Obama. But again, with so much liquidity, over $30 trillion in combined global liquidity, both fiscal monetary stimulus, uh, that's, that's coming into the market, folks. It's just a... This is, again, this is a manufactured bull market. It's, a, it's, it's financial engineering, but it, it also is like Goldilocks. It's very, very bullish for equities. Uh, finally for today, our um, commodity watch. Gold today had really good gains to open the day. We've closed with solid gains, but uh, $17.97 an ounce, uh, $14 an ounce. Silver today uh, had also had nice gains to the open, gave those up. Finishing down 25 cents an ounce at 26.25. Again, negative rates. Real rates are becoming more and more negative. This is very bullish for precious metals and miners. Copper today down two cents a pound at 4.25 a pound. Oil uh, up, uh, excuse me, down a dollar 44 a barrel. Again, on growth concerns and some issues with OPEC. It's still been very strong. A little bit overbought here. A little bit overbought. 73.74 a barrel right now. And finally, Bitcoin. Now uh, down 166 at 33,970. Again, we want to see get back above its 50 and 200-day moving averages. 
just like we want to with gold, but we remain long in this group as well. Folks, as always, appreciate you joining us here. Come join us full time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.